Welcome to the Facilitation Studio. I'm your author and reader, John Sunar, a design strategist and facilitator based in Edinburgh, Scotland. Issue three, five common pitfalls of workshop facilitation and how to manage them. In the last issue, we discussed five essential elements of a successful workshop and how to start including them in your work. Today, we're coming from the other angle, five things you can watch out for and how to avert them if they happen to you. Good preparation should help you avoid most of these challenges, but they happen to the best of us. I've added some mitigation techniques that you can apply in the moment to each pitfall. Number one, don't panic when things deviate from your plan. As a facilitator, it's essential to have a plan for your workshop. As is often said, fail to plan and you plan to fail. However, it's also important to remember that no plan survives first contact with the enemy. Both of these things are as true as they are cheesy. In every workshop, things will change and that's okay. The key is to stay professional, deal with the changes and manage them effectively. You can deal with some changes, like running over time on a particular exercise, behind the scenes. Other, much bigger things, like identifying you have the wrong people in the room, need the team's buy-in to change. How to manage it. The critical thing is to remember that this will happen. When it does, take a breath and consider your options. Time is an illusion. I avoid using a collaborator-facing timer when working with small groups. That's less than 20 people. Instead, I set clear expectations and then use regular verbal time checks to keep the session on track. This approach allows me to adjust the length of the session as needed, wrapping up a struggling exercise early or extending it to let an interesting conversation play out. When significant foundational things change, having a very clearly defined intent, see the previous issue, will save you. It's time to call a coffee break and revisit that intent with your sponsor or key stakeholder. Understand if it's still relevant and achievable and review your route from there. Always address this issue as soon as possible. The longer you have to create value after you reconfigure, the better. So the key thing is if something's not working, pause what's going on, take a coffee break and work it out. Number two, don't let someone take over. You've put a lot of effort into planning and facilitating this workshop. So don't let anyone take the reins away from you at this pivotal moment. As the facilitator, you know the journey you're taking people on and you've got to maintain that vision. Usually, people try to take over because they fear not getting the answers they need or want from a session. This can happen at any stage, but becomes increasingly likely as you move towards the end of a day. And a collaborator can see the opportunity to speak slipping from their fingers. How to manage it. You can conclude unhelpful conversations by using an idea bank, just a sheet of paper on the wall with things that need to be taken forward to other meetings and workshops. Promise your collaborator you'll return to them if an appropriate time presents itself, and make sure you do, and ensure the ideas bank is captured in your write-up. Regularly point people to your workshop intent and ask if they feel like you're moving towards it through their actions. Finally, you can give a collaborator a soapbox for a particular period of time. Consider taking several three-minute opinions from the room and asking them to go first, but we strict with the timing. That can let them have an outlet and feel like they've managed to communicate the things that they're desperate to speak, and then they're more likely to play ball for the rest of the session. Third, don't assume you'll remember everything. Many more conversations will happen during a workshop than you can listen to. 
it's crucial to capture everything and write it down. I've always encouraged capture rather than recording, simply because going back through the audio recording of a workshop gives me the fear. Encourage everyone to participate in the writing of capture and make sure their handwriting is discernible. Do a walk around at the end to um, ensure you capture all of your key insights. Anything that isn't captured is lost. Don't let the next big idea drift off into the ether. How to manage it. If you notice a group isn't capturing their conversation, you can assign someone there to capture that rather than allowing people to self-nominate. If you're lucky enough to have a co-facilitator, you can assign them as the note taker for one team. I also often warn teams that I'll ask them to take 60 seconds to summarize their conversation to the room after each exercise. Usually, in the interest of time, I'll only ask two or three randomly chosen groups to do this each time. But still, it creates an immediate impetus and also a bit of peer pressure to capture and report their conversations. I'll record videos of those 60 second capture sessions on my phone. Finally, ensure that you have a debrief with co-facilitators or project sponsors as soon as the session is over. Usually, and ideally, this is right away, you know, with a celebratory cup of tea. Looking over a sea of screwed up pieces of paper whilst you strip post-its from the wall. Record that conversation. Cover each activity and gather other people's recollections and views. That way, even if the conversation wasn't captured in the moment, you've got a good chance of drawing that essence out and not losing it. Next, don't give space for distraction. Distractions break the flow and energy of a workshop, so it's essential to create an environment that minimizes them. Remove unnecessary electronics from tables, change the seating arrangement so that cliques can't form, and have breakout spaces with tables for group work and an open auditorium for discussion. I always tell collaborators that they'll get a 45 minute long lunch and a morning and afternoon break. These are sacrosanct and they mean collaborators can organize lunch calls and manage their inbox fires during breaks. Ahead of time, it's important to set those expectations of what level of attention you'll require from your collaborators. So, how do you manage distractions when they happen? First thing, deliver your promises in each session and that helps secure goodwill and attention. And by that, I mean give those breaks when you'll say you're going to give them. In virtual environments, keep exercises short and sharp to minimize distraction. If people aren't taking part, talk to them offline, during a coffee or through instant messaging and remind them of the value that they can bring to your session. Ask them specifically to re-engage, lest you fear the group missing their crucial input. And finally, when energy is low, when distraction is rife, call a break, get caffeine and sugar into your collaborators, and then it's time to carry on. Finally, don't forget about next. The workshop is just the tip of the iceberg. There will be an afterwards when you've got to make what was discussed real. Don't forget to include this time in your project plan. Whether you've got a 60 minute retro or a five day effort, what your collaborators leave for you in the facilitation room will not be presentation ready. Your job includes bringing everything created together into something coherent, something that every collaborator can see themselves reflected in and something that other people can use to make change happen. How do you manage that? As I suggested in the previous session, recording a walkthrough of all the outputs as a video at the end of the session is the best lo-fi shareable asset. If you have no more time, this will tell stakeholders more than a collection of photos ever could. Next, photograph everything at least twice. It used to be that we'd look a big DSLR around the world to sessions, but luckily now you can just do it on your phone. So take a photo of every piece of paper in a logical order and that'll create a session timeline. 
Finally, use your agenda as a storyboard. Write bullet points of each outcome and include photos of each stage. Those are your lowest five ways of sharing the outcomes of a workshop. And we're done. By identifying these five things in your sessions and dealing with them as they happen, you'll be on your way to facilitating better workshops. Remember to stay confident, maintain control, capture everything, minimize distractions, and don't forget that there is a next. So until next time, happy facilitating. Subscribe to this ongoing series from the Facilitation Studio and let's improve the quality of the collaborative environments you create.